Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, yo, hour number three of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Now, Stu, I don't see Samter. So Samter now is just brought back. There we go. My man, a plate of food. But we're going to learn a lot about Samter here. Is Samter a team player or is Samter selfish? That's what I'm wondering here because Samter... During the break, goes out to the company holiday party. He comes back with a plate of food. And I only see one plate. Now, there's a lot on that plate. You kind of look like Vanna White modeling that. So, did Samter be the good teammate? Nope. No? That's all nope. for his fat That's ass? all for him, for sure. You know, I mean, I'll eat some of it. Uh, you're welcome to eat my what sloppy seconds. What do you have on that plate? There's some shredded chicken. This is a family radio program. Be Yikes. careful there, buddy, all right? little uh, penne vodka wait, with wait. some mac and cheese. Can you put that back up uh, for the camera one more time? Because it was kind of tough to see. So you got some penne alla vodka. What else? Penne vodka right here, a little bit of shredded chicken, mm. a little bit of mac and cheese, some rice and cheese in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you really do look like <laughs> that you were just at like a shelter or something. <laughs> When I see you holding up that plate and the way that you're dressed right now, <laughs> you really do look homeless. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Uh, come on. You don't bring us back anything. Stu is working here diligently, making sure that we stay on the air. I got two hands. I got a drink and I got I got food. You what got a drink, too? Drink. Yeah. You could have sacrificed the drink and got a plate for Stu and I to split. You could at least got me. You owe me dinner. From a bet that you lost. Right, fine. I'll go get you dinner right now. Great. You could cool. at least We're got good. me We're good. dinner. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go get you dinner. Well, I know that you're slimy. I know that you're slimy, Santa. Extra penny alla vodka, please. Um, I know he's slimy. Like, I, I predicted this to Stu when you weren't here on Monday. I said he's not going to make war- mention of it on Tuesday that you lost the bet because you thought Ohio State was going to get in the playoff over Texas. And this was while Texas was beating the snot out of Oklahoma State. So I don't know what you were doing. Um, Actually, on your technically, Saturday. it was before Texas. No, it was, it, it, it was like 21-7 at that time. That's beating the snot out of them. 21-7 is not beating the snot. Now, the final score is beating the snot. So you were you were already making the case why Ohio State would get in over Texas. So I said to Stu on Monday, he's going to weasel his way out of the bet. Like even uh, Brian in the chat and Mendoza, some of these guys, they, they were like, oh, he's not going to pay up on this bet. And I said to Stu, let's not make mention of it on Tuesday. We'll learn a lot about Samter. And then maybe we'll bring it up on either Wednesday or Thursday. And today's Wednesday. So I'm expecting that I'm never going to get this dinner bet, which is fine. But when there is free food right in front of your nose, and you don't even have the kindness in your heart 
and that black heart of yours to bring me some food? Uh, we're Stu. Poor little old Stu. Nice Stu. I'm uh, very disappointed in you. Extremely disappointed. Did you or did you not say that you were going out there after the show and hanging out for an hour until the thing was over? There will be food and drinks there Santa. as well. Do you want to be you know, uh, 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 filling your face with mac and cheese and pulled chicken In while private, you're on the air? Yes. On the air? In private, yes. Have a plate sitting there while you're wafting those smells on camera, waiting for the next break in 15 minutes? You think you're not going to be able to eat and just shovel that food in your face? Let's be honest. Two things. I was doing you a favor. I didn't want to tempt you with delicious food while you were talking. Two things. You're welcome. Number one. You're welcome. Number one. It's the company holiday party food. I doubt with the fine foods that I eat that I'm going to be salivating on the edge of my seat saying, Oh, I can't have, I can't wait another second to have that penne alla vodka. And now Samter is taking that fork and he's shoving that pasta in his mouth. And it looks like uh, he is uh, having the same reaction to a face that he may have uh, when he has when he's uh, in the bedroom making love to his wife. That's the way that it just looks. But it's not just that you didn't bring the food to me. It's more so that you weren't being a team player and you didn't bring it for Stu. Like, I'm more mad that you didn't bring or offer Stu some of that food before you stuff your fat face. I will be honest. I was planning on doing it. Then I saw Stu leave the studio. I thought he was getting food also. And then I guess he didn't. No. When did Stu leave the studio during the break? The exact yeah. same I, time during the break that I left. He walked out 30 restroom. seconds before me. Oh, so you, you were just being antisocial. <laughs> no, I had to use the restroom. I've been in here for five hours. I, I didn't know I that he used the, the bathroom. bathroom. He left. We were talking about the party. I thought he went to go get food. So still, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. All right, right? Just I don't want to be a jerk here, but the name's on the screen. It's the, the Zach Gelb show. You don't bring the, the host any food here. That's a bad job. I will say this, though. In the history of my life, I have never reneged on a single lost bet. Now, I'm not going to come in here and be like, hey, guess what, guys? I lost a bet. So I was waiting for you to bring it up. I've mm-hmm. never, ever not paid up on a bet. Okay. So the fact that you and the guys in the chat thought that I was some sort of a slimy Samter, slimy Samter not going to pay up, right? Moist Mike, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> that name that's never going to stick because I'm going to find a way to, to run for some official office and this time yeah. get more than two votes. I'm telling you right now, you're getting a delicious steak. It's just a matter of when. Oh, steak and where. now. Okay, I thought yeah, we were just going of burger. We discussed steak. Of course, I'm going to get you a steak. Okay, Capital Grill, maybe we'll find something Ooh. good. Super Bowl week. Sure, you want do you, you like steak escargot? in Vegas? Huh? Do you like escargot? Uh, I've had it once. I don't remember. It. You know what escargot is? Of course, it's snail. Yeah, it's actually very delicious. There is a place in Vegas that they have a great deal. It is not expensive at all. I actually took Hickey and Dan Silverman, who works for Westwood, to this place when we were there for the draft. And it's right on the strip in Vegas. And they give you a strip steak. And they give you french fries. And then they have good escargot there. And it's only like 35 bucks a person. Maybe that's I mean, if that's what you want to do, I was going to like get you a nice meal. Legit steak. But but fine. You know what? You want $35 Vegas strip steak and escargot? Let's do it. I'm fine. Works for me. I don't know if that's actually smart because the company will pay for us when we're at the, the Super Bowl. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Santa's going to comp the meal. <laughs> you're, you're such a not bastard. Once, not once have I offered to, to do this at Super Bowl or anything. I said, I'm taking you out for dinner. Okay. You're the one who's saying, hey, when we're in Vegas for the Super Bowl, why don't we go to this $35 a plate This is actually plate? a losing bet for me. I have to go sit through a meal with Santa. That's now. the problem. <laughs> I don't win. Although there was one time that you and I sat through a, a nice tomahawk steak. That's right. Dinner. 
uh, out in, I think that was Los Angeles, right? L.A.? I forget where it was, it was right but the it was Center. kind of like a, a couple special. No, it was you and <laughs> no. me, and we shared the tomahawk. But, but that's what it's made. It's, it was buddy? marketed. It yeah. was marketed for couples that are trying to share like a delicious, ridiculous it was, meal. It was a nice heart-shaped steak. Yeah, that they kind of. And I invited one of my buddies from college who had the worst sports opinions ever, and he wouldn't shut up about Ben Simmons. And that's what it was. Not James it Harden. Was I was thinking of James Harden. No, it was Ben Simmons. It was Ben Simmons. He was really going off on Ben Simmons while I was trying to enjoy this delicious steak. Okay, still looks like you're Jones in a worse than hot take, Hickey. Uh, yeah, the they, same class. Well, the, the takes both stink, but I would much rather enjoy my time with Hickey than than this individual. You know, just just being fully transparent. I'm like an open book. And at least hot take Hickey, he has hot takes, but he has reasoning behind it. Whereas yeah. your friend had hot takes where he just spouted things off that made no sense. And also, my friend, he's someone that spits a lot when he talks, and he looks like he hasn't showered in about like uh, two days. Hickey is Lisa a well. Like kept human being. He actually I mean, he looks, actually does a podcast from his clean. shower, so at least we know he's clean. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. All righty, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. So Santa goes to the holiday party and does not bring me back any food. Uh, very upset by this. And also, you crazy? You you think I'm sticking around? I'll go to the holiday party. An hour? You think I'm staying an hour at the company holiday party? You got nothing better to do. Thirty minutes. I'll I'll go. 30 minutes. Okay, sorry. I'm going to not go. You're going to go. How how dare you think I would go for a full hour? I'm going to go for 48 minutes. That's fine. I think you at least have to show face. But I'm 30 minutes. One plate, two plate, and then leave. (laughs) Takes about 15 minutes to eat a plate. And how many drinks in those plates? I don't think I'll have a drink at the company holiday party. Oh. Yeah. You don't trust yourself? No, no. Not not jump on a table, take off your shirt, swing it around? Trust me. Number one, there's not enough alcohol at this company holiday party probably to get me drunk. Number two, I don't need to drink on a a Wednesday night. There's just no need to drink on a Wednesday night. Uh, That's that's a mistake right there. Yeah. I I don't need to drink on a Wednesday. There's nothing to gain for me from drinking at this company. Put a bottle in front of me and it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's going down to the gullet. Once again, you you have a bottle in that hand today, you'd really fit into this homeless person's (laughs) (laughs) shape. You got a plate of food. I know my Halloween costume next year at least. (laughs) Very easy. Wait till your daughter's first words are like bum bum instead of She <laughs> instead does of say ba so she's just one letter away <laughs> from bum. All right, let's get to a little football talk here. Um, I'm trying to envision what the playoffs will look like this year. So let's go division winners. Right, we're 13 weeks in. Week 14 starts tomorrow night with just a grotesque, and I mean a grotesque matchup. You have the Steelers with Mitch Trubusky starting going up against the Patriots who don't have Ramondre Stevenson and I guess it's going to be happy for Zappy with Bailey Zappy being the starting quarterback once again. So to start week 14, that's the matchup. Steelers have a chance to make the postseason. The Patriots do not. Um, Dolphins will win the AFC East. AFC North will be the Ravens. AFC South, now with the Trevor Lawrence injury, it's a high ankle sprain. We don't know when he's going to return. It's kind of day-to-day, week-to-week. I do think the Texans are going to win out. They're going to go on a six-game win streak to end the season, and they're going to have uh, 12 wins, and they're going to win the AFC South crown and one of the more improbable division championships we've ever seen because if anyone would have said before the start of the season, oh, the Texans are going to win the division, you would be called a hot take artist, and the only reason you do things are for clicks. Uh, And then the Kansas City Chiefs, clearly your AFC West champion. So those are four spots that are guaranteed in the AFC. Now, for the wild card... If I don't have the Texans, I'm still putting in the Jaguars. 
Now, even though I can't trust anyone at the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to get a win on Thursday night. Like, the Patriots have nothing on offense. I I know the Steelers don't have a good offense, but at least they have some pieces that you could be intimidated by or at least concerned about. The Patriots don't have that. So the Steelers play the Patriots, then the Colts, then the Bengals, the Seahawks, and the the Ravens. It's a tough schedule. But Tomlin always finds a way to turn garbage into gold, not to get to another Super Bowl, but to at least be over 500 and get to the playoffs. So I will uh, say the Steelers are my other wild card team. And then the final one, I think this is going to surprise some people because, quite frankly, this is my least favorite team in the NFL. Not the team this year, but just the organization. It's the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts without Anthony Richardson. The Colts now missing Jonathan Taylor for three to five weeks. Their schedule at the end of the year, Bengals without their quarterback Joe Burrow, Steelers maybe with Mitch Trubisky, the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Texans, and they're already at seven wins. I see three wins on that schedule. So you would have a put. This is true. You'd have no Cincinnati in the playoffs. You'd have no Buffalo in the playoffs. You would have three AFC South teams in the playoffs. And that was supposed to be the worst divi- or the second uh, worst division in football before the year started. Those are the seven teams I think are getting in the AFC. Dolphins, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Jaguars, Steelers, Colts. And that truly would be the most unpredictable playoff field we've ever seen in the AFC. No one could have predicted those. If you would have predicted those seven teams that that comes true before the season started and put like five bucks down, I think you may have won like $7 million. I don't know if that math is right, but that's the most improbable postseason field I've ever seen in the history of the AFC. I feel like back to the future. I need to go back to the beginning of the season and place my bet now. Trust me, you'd be wearing a lot better stuff if if you ended up winning that. Um, Out of all those teams that I mentioned, the teams that I left out, Browns, uh, the Bills, the Bengals, uh, the Chargers, I guess you could say, but they only got like five wins. Is there a team that you say, hmm, Zach, maybe you should reconsider and put in, in just only the AFC? Is there a team out there, Samter? I mean, listen, I know everyone is down on the Bills, but I'm not going to give up. When you have Josh Allen, it's fair, right? And we don't know the future of Von Miller, but when you have Josh Allen and Steph Diggs... Well, he's back. They're not going to suspend him. Now, I don't know what other information is going to come out. At least not yet. From what they say so far, they don't have enough information to make a suspension. And also, the... It could also change. The alleged victim is now recanting what was previously out there and said she was not abused by by Von Miller. So, who who knows how that's going to play out. My, My gut would tell me that Von Miller is cleared for the rest of the season, and... I would say that Von Miller's playing, but Von Miller is supposed to be the difference maker for that Bills defense. And this year, I know he's coming off a major injury. He has not clicked to the level that we're used to seeing Von Miller being. And also, you got to remember, Matt Milano done, Tredavious White done. Like, they've lost a lot on the defensive side of the ball. But in a year where there's not a lot of good teams and very few great teams or few great teams, I could see why you would say Josh Allen, you like, if two of my wildcard teams out of the three are the Steelers with no quarterback and the Colts, with Gardner Minshew's actually playing well, I could see why you would make the case for, for Josh Allen just based on his abilities because even in that loss up against Philadelphia, 
there are some moments in the game where you're like, this dude's just Superman. And listen, at the end of the day, Chiefs, Cowboys, Dolphins still remaining on the Bills' schedule. So, like, that might tough hurt. Tough schedule. The, tough schedule. The other team that you didn't mention, you didn't even mention them as, like, one of the teams that were leaving out is the Denver Broncos. I know they lost last week, but they were riding, it's a good a, one. You're they right. were riding a five-game win streak. Here's the remaining schedule. Chargers, Lions, tough game. Mm-hmm. Pats, blah. Yeah. Chargers blah. again, and then Vegas. I mean, they could win three or four of those games right there. That's, that's fair. Ten, that's that's nine or ten wins easy right there. Not easy, but very reasonable you, for the for the Denver Broncos. You are right. I should have mentioned the Broncos before the Chargers. Let's see what happens on Sunday. I was I don't know why. During this five-game win streak for the Broncos, I was giving them praise, but I wasn't. And maybe this is just who I am and how I'm built as a human being. Because I, I say this 9,000 times during a show that we live in the society where if you're good, everyone calls you great. During that five-game win streak, everyone was ready to go down the Broncos slide and declare that Denver Broncos are back. I like what I'm seeing out of Russ and, and Coach Payton, but it's only, okay, I want to see one more. Like, the next year out of Russ is going to be the year that they'll either take off or not. Like, this year, I still think there will be limitations, and that's why that Texans game was so big to me where you see them throw three interceptions and still had a chance to win the game. It's because even though... Right now, I'd, buy, I'd put more stock and place more stock on C.J. Stroud and, and D'Amico Ryans. They are in their first season as a head coach and a quarterback in the NFL. And there's a lot more experience for the Broncos. And for me to say, okay, I'm taking the Broncos a lot more seriously and actually think they're going to be a threat, they needed to win that game against a good team that doesn't have the experience and they weren't able to do so. So that's why it's... Like, I'm still 50-50. I'm still mixing the Broncos. But to your point, the schedule plays a factor into it outside of those two tough games. And then also, like, 10, you should be good. Nine, it's going to be a tiebreaker. You know, we're starting to see in the AFC, we thought this was going to be this great conference this year. And then Burrow done for the season. Rodgers done for the season. Watson done for the season. The Steelers don't have a quarterback. The Chargers have plummeted. The Bills, we don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. A lot of what we thought was a given in the AFC has been the complete antithesis, and it's been a disappointment. And it happens every every year there's a storyline in the offseason that everyone pushes. A few years ago, it was, oh, the AFC West is by far, it's going to be the best division in football of all, you know, of all time. And this year was, oh, the AFC is loaded, the AFC is loaded. I think there's more better teams right now in the NFC, teams that I'm more fearful in the NFC than the AFC. And I would not have said that before the start of the season. I would not have said that four or five weeks ago, but you look at the NFC right now, they have the 49ers, the Eagles, the Lions, the Cowboys. Like those four teams compared to the AFC's top four, I would think that the NFC has a better shot of winning the Super Bowl because I still think the creme de la creme in the AFC would be the Chiefs in most people's opinion. They had not played a great offensive game outside of Chicago and the second half up against the Raiders. Um, you're going to tell me it's the Dolphins? They can't beat a big-time opponent. The Ravens, as much as I think the Ravens are going to Super Bowl this year, last two years, Lamar Jackson has been hurt. Lamar gets hurt, their season's done. They're not going to Super Bowl without Lamar Jackson. So the NFC has been a better product than the AFC this year. Now, when I get to the NFC, Eagles making the playoffs, and NFC's champ, big bold claim. Could be different, though, if uh, the Cowboys win this weekend. Lions, NFC North. Falcons with my pick before the year, NFC South. 
and the 49ers winning the NFC West. My wild card teams in the NFC, I think this will... The, these three teams, I have opened up more on two of these teams throughout the year. I'm going to go with the Packers, Vikings, and Rams. The Seahawks, losing a tough one to the uh, Cowboys. They are now at 6-6 six and six on the season. They play the 49ers coming up this week. Probably another loss. Like, that's just a brutal break in the schedule. And they're going to be a football team that goes to 6-7 and seven after this weekend. So, I'm starting to, 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 even though I think they have a really good team, I'm starting to get concerned with the Seahawks. And then after the 49ers, they play the Eagles. Like, don't, the, just a brutal stretch of their schedule. That's why losing that Cowboys game where they had opportunities to go win it is really tough. Uh, but I like the Packers, the Vikings, and the Rams to make the playoffs and the NFC. Uh, Packers, I think, are starting to become a really strong team. The Vikings, they're getting Jefferson back, but Josh Dobbs now starting to concern me. And the Rams are the quietest 6-6 six and six team I've, like, ever, ever heard of. Right? They don't have a lot of sexy names. Like, yeah, you have Donald. Yeah, you have Stafford. Yeah, you got Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua has been a, a very nice addition to the NFL. But outside of that, can anyone name, like, any other players on the uh, on the LA Rams? It's it's tough. It really is tough to do so. So, um, I do think the Rams, because of who their quarterback is and their two receivers are, are going to make the playoffs. And the team that I'm most surprised I didn't put in when I did this exercise were the Seattle Seahawks. All right, it is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take a break, and we'll come on back. We'll update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio, and we call that segment the News Brief. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Alrighty, uh, let's start things off with David Carr on the NFL Network, and he's saying the Eagles should bench Jalen Hurts right now for Marcus Mariota. You have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly, and you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get fully healthy? Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly again, (laughs) they do not care. They do not care. Raining in Philly, doesn't matter. Put Marcus in there. Win a couple games. Yeah. Maybe you have the number one seed still. 
you might have it. I'd say he's probably better playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles oh! right now. Right now, he would be more productive. Hey. So, you know where he became an idiot? It was the last three seconds. Because up until then, I-, I saw the headline last night, and it was uh, David Carr wants Jalen Hurts bench for Marcus Mariota. And then I was listening to the clip last night, and I like, after 10 or 15 seconds, I was like, oh, this is misportrayed, and I just like said, I don't need to listen to this. But then when you play the full thing there, the first 15 seconds of that, 20 seconds of that, it's fine. He's saying the Eagles need to need to have Jalen Hurts healthy, and if he isn't healthy, then they don't have a shot. That's a factual statement. But then when you say that Mariota would be playing better right now than Jalen Hurts, uh, yo, David, did you uh, even watch Marcus Mariota in the uh, preseason? Because he was dreadful. He was rubbish. And Marcus Mariota is what? A backup quarterback now who failed in the pros and also last year quit on his team. So you would go from the definition of a leader, the guy who is the heartbeat and the pulse of that Eagles team, and you want to rest him? Jalen Hurts wouldn't be all about that, and he just got paid. And this guy's been playing through a a bad bone bruise. So, number one, you'd be annoying your quarterback. But then number two, you think because you want to play Marcus Mariota that he would be playing better right now than Jalen Hurts, who's in the MVP conversation? Huh? Huh? You know, do me a favor, Snow. Play me that clip one more time. I I need to be fully in tune with the just stupidity of one David Carr. Go ahead. You have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly, and you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get really fine. healthy? Ooh, because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. All good. Because if the 49ers come into Philly again, they do not care. <laughs> they do not care. If okay. Raining, in Philly, doesn't matter. Put Marcus in there, win a couple games. Yeah. Maybe you have the number one seed still. You might have it. I'd say he's probably better playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles oh! right now. Right oh, now. Geez. He would what be more an productive. What an idiot. So he thinks Mariota would come in and give the Eagles a better chance. That's what he's saying. And you would also want Jalen Hurts healthy. Well, then why would you go back to Jalen Hurts? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And you know what even makes it more just stupid? And it just makes it so flat out dumb. It's that if anyone ever got on the radio and said about David Carr's brother, Derek Carr, that the Saints should bench Derek Carr to get him healthier, right? Derek Carr's dealing with an injury right now, and they should play Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston right now is playing better than Derek Carr. Stu, you know how sensitive the Carr family is, how they block everybody on social media. David Carr would be would be advocating for a smear campaign against my great name. A thousand percent would right now. That's what makes this take even more nuts. Yeah, it'd be the end of the world if someone said yeah. that about Derek. I would 100%. be. I would say that I'm. That everyone would say I'm just a uh, a clickbait talk show host, someone that's just trying to make a name for himself, and I'm a bloviating jackass. Some of those things may be true, but um, that's what David Carr would be saying. There are dumb takes, and then there's that David Carr level of a dumb take. That is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is funny that Stu said those exact words about you a few minutes oh, ago. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. You should have heard what he said when you didn't bring him back a plate of food from the company holiday party. <laughs>
Uh, let's go to Diana Rossini. She had the report, longtime NFL reporter now working at The Athletic, that uh, Zach Wilson has made it clear that he doesn't want to play for the Jets again. If asked to be the starter again, now we know uh, Zach Wilson is going to be starting for the Jets this weekend. But here is uh, Diana Rossini on ESPN New York on the Jets denying her Zach Wilson story. Yeah, I think the Jets have to go out there and deny it, although they didn't actually really deny this accuracy of the story. It was just more their issue with the leaks that are coming out. Yeah. And I think right now everyone's trying their best to try to figure out, you know, what was it a player? Was it a coach? Was it a trainer? I can just tell you that it was multiple people that are very aware because the entire building has been aware of this for over a week now that Zach Wilson has had reluctance to wanting to go back in there. He's expressed it openly. All righty, let's play a game. Who's the rat? Samter, who is the leak here? Who do you think is the rat when it comes to the Jets having this information out there that Zach Wilson at first was reluctant to play? It's Joe Douglas. Ooh, I don't think it's Joe Douglas whatsoever. But okay, Samter? I mean, uh, Stu? Uh, I guess I'll go Salah. Sala, Marco Belletti, who's the rat? Sala. You think it's Sala? He hates him. That is clear. Um, and I don't think it's Joe Douglas. Because the only reason why Zach Wilson's still on the roster, the two is Aaron Rodgers and Joe Douglas. I heard Greg Giannotti make a, a point that mm-hmm. was kind of like the point that I made yesterday. Where I said I thought it was Tim Boyle. And then Tim Boyle, right, got cut yesterday. And a friend of Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers goes on McAfee, says how annoyed he is that someone's leaking this out and it's an organizational problem. You know, at first I would have thought it was a member of the coaching staff like you guys. But then Gio said maybe it was Tim Boyle's agent who wanted this story out there because Tim's like, oh, I should get the starting job back even though I'm not playing well. But in his mind, you know, he still thinks he's good and he could play. And this guy, Zach Wilson, doesn't even want it. And maybe the agent thought, let me get it out there that Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. Then they'll just cut him or they'll suspend him. And then they'll have to go back to my guy because he's one of the few guys that are actually in the building. So I thought that was a good, uh, good theory there. That's by a really good connect the dots. I think the Sala one also gets a little bit of legs in the simple fact that today when they asked him, is there a problem with the leaks and Aaron Rodgers, were you talking about? No. No, not a problem. It's, Sala, it's, it's a shame because Robert Sala seems like he's a really good dude and is a really good guy. But I, like I've texted with NFL head coaches before, college coaches before. There's relationships that you build. Mm-hmm. But when you have Joe Beningo, and we all love Joe around here, mm-hmm. giving his eight-step plan how to fix the Jets to mm-hmm. the coach, and the coach is still responding to him, like, I wouldn't have the cojones to some of the coaches I speak to say, like, like we have conversations about what's not working out with their team, but, hey, the person that doesn't coach football, yeah. here is, like, maybe a yeah. suggestion, but an eight-step plan? Yeah. Wow. That shows Sal is not made for New York. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere, but, yeah. Well, because Rodgers going to want him back. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, you know what? Legitimate. I think that's actually the right way to go for the Jets. How big's your window? One more year? Next year. So yeah. why make it any worse? Why make it any more difficult for Rodgers when he comes back? And you know whoever, happy. And you know whoever comes in, it's not going to be that much of an upgrade at the head coaching position because it's going to be someone that Rodgers can't control. And more importantly, it's about the offense coordinator because if Hackett stays, then what's the point? You're going to bring a new head coach in and say, this is your offense coordinator? Get the hell out of here. You know what Rodgers really started to remind me of? Durant, when he was with the Nets. Hey. Sometimes he's you calling got, all the shots, he's and injured, you know and it's a dysfunctional mess. The one thing that's different, though, is he's actually playing next year, you would imagine. You roll the dice. You roll the dice. There's no yeah. Kyrie Irving. 
That's going to mess this up. No, that, that's a good point. And, and I'm not saying the players didn't like Kevin Durant. No, but it's... But they like Rodgers. And also, you're right. There's no Kyrie who's feuding with James Harden that James right. Harden then gets traded. And then it's just right. Kyrie and KD. And KD didn't have the cojones to tell Kyrie, I don't want you here anymore. Right. All righty. Uh, we all know about the incident with Von Miller where he uh, was arrested. The alleged assault occurred on November 29th, according to NFL.com. Uh, while the Bills entered their bye week, according to police affidavit, uh, which offer, uh, which officers wrote, Miller twice put his hands on the neck of a woman, pulled out a chunk of her hair, and threw her onto a couch. The woman was treated for minor injuries, including bruising on her neck, police said. The woman also is reportedly pregnant as well. And not only that, now the uh, alleged victim is saying, oh, nothing happened between her and uh, Von Miller. Uh, so Brandon Bean has a decision to make coming off the bye. The league isn't stepping in, and he was asked why is Von Miller going to be playing this weekend for the Bills up against the Chiefs. The public or us, we only have so many of the facts. And I think we've, if you look around this country, you see plenty of rushes to judgment. Again, we're not investigators here. We're not qualified to do that. Uh, we'll follow the lead of, of those people and let them do their jobs, and we'll take the information, and we're just trying to do the right thing you're never going to make 100% people happy. If we went the other way and said he, he can't play, there'd be people, you know, upset about that too. It's simple. When you have a situation like this, you either have the league step in or you suspend the player yourself or you let the player play. And even though this isn't the right way to go about it, if this was a backup offense alignment, the player's not only suspended, he's probably cut. But since this is Von Miller, who you paid a lot of money to, and right, he's won two Super Bowls. If the league isn't going to say he can't play, and also your season is on life support at six and six, they're going to allow him to play. Now, I'm not saying that's the right thing. When you read these allegations, it makes you want to throw up. But if you allow a window for him to play and you leave it in the hands of the teams, nine times out of ten, the teams are going to say the player is going to play. Here is uh, Jordan Schultz, Bleacher Report, on why Jim Harbaugh won't be coaching the Bears next year. The reason I don't see Harbaugh going to Chicago, if he were to make the jump back to the NFL, is because Kevin Warren was the president of the Big Ten when Harbaugh was getting essentially his start at Michigan. They, they do not have a good relationship. It could be said they have a terrible relationship. Both guys pretty critical of one another. Considering that Kevin Warren is currently the president of the Bears, that's a fracture relationship that to me has no ability to be repaired. I really don't see a scenario where Harbaugh and the Bears are able to find common ground and have him coach that team. I just don't see it. In fact, it would, it would stun me if that happened. Everyone said Harbaugh to the Bears, 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 Bears. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, perfect fit. Going to make sense. Definitely some telling info right there from Jordan Schultz. And we'll see if Harbaugh leaves Michigan. If he does, uh, Jim, you should want to go to the Chargers or you should want to go to the Buffalo Bills. So the play-in tournament, the semifinals are tomorrow. You have the Pacers against the Bucks and the Pelicans against the Lakers. Uh, here is LeBron James on getting to the semis of the first in-season tournament. It is what it is. I mean, it's the inauguration. It is what it is at this point in the season. Uh, we have an opportunity to compete for something, so why not? I mean, you got the greatest competitors in the world fighting for something, so let's fight. I thought LeBron was going to make this out to be like the biggest deal in the world. Not that he needs other accolade to his resume, just so just so he could add it. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. That means LeBron James, and deservedly so, is saying, I don't really give a crap. So I, I like that answer out of LeBron James. 
It's a, that's a good job by the king. And uh, I thought the most interesting thing so far with the NBA season was Ime Udoka and LeBron going at it the other night. Where Ime got tossed for basically saying, LeBron, quit the bitching. You bitch too much on the court. How about that from Ime Udoka, coach of the Rockets? All righty, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Stu, you, you pumped up about this in-season uh, tournament semifinals. Pelicans and Lakers. Let's go, Lakers. Yeah, no, no bigger game I've ever been a part of in my life as a fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. forget all those uh, NBA championships and all those great Western Conference finals appearances. This is the big one. This would be the this would be the biggest moment of LeBron James's career. You want to know why? Because if he wins this tournament, he could say over Michael Jordan, "I have an in-season tournament championship." What do you have? And Michael Jordan, I know you have more titles than me. I know everyone thinks you're the better basketball player, but I have the in-season tournament championship. I got a ring for that. <laughs> it is the Zach Gilb show on CBS Sports Radio. Skip Bayless won't be uh, using that take. I'll, I'll tell you that. LeBron loses his in-season tournament, though. Oh, Skip is going to kill him. Absolutely kill him. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. Update time first. Here is El Capitan, Marco Belletti. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, it is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. It's uh, time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Alvin in Queens says, Zach... Is Zach Wilson the worst quarterback in the NFL? You could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio at Maggie and Pearl or at Zach Kelb, excuse me. <laughs> Old read, I guess, that they threw in here. Using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, I'm Ron Burgundy. I just give, <laughs> you gave me a script today, and it had the old show name in here. So yeah, you you put the thing in front of me. I'm gonna read it the uh, the wrong way. I'm like, at it, Maggie and Pearl. What the heck is going on out there? Yeah, Zach Wilson's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Out of all the guys starting this weekend, he's going to be the worst quarterback in football. And here's why: like, there are some guys that are in the the same conversation, right? They're are guys that are like just as bad as Zach Wilson. But I don't know if their teammates are saying, ugh, like we all have to now go back and do battle with Zach Wilson. And we could talk about how Zach Wilson has matured and all that stuff in the last year. Zach Wilson last year got benched. And you had teammates show up to a game with t-shirts for Mike White. And now all of a sudden... Zach Wilson, who was not supposed to be the guy this year, Aaron Rodgers comes in, gets hurt four plays into the season, then Zach Wilson is the guy, then everyone's saying bench Zach Wilson because he stinks, and you go to Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, and now you're bringing in Rippon as well, and now you have to go back to Zach. The entire team knows that, yes, Zach is your best option, but you have nowhere to go with Zach. And this is just a gross, and I mean a gross decision that was made. And really hubris 
by one Joe Douglas and then also Aaron Rodgers to think that just because they pick Zach or just because they like Zach in the case of Rodgers and he wanted to mentor him and all that baloney and that bull junk, that Zach Wilson, if needed to be the guy, and Joe Douglas understands what the backup quarterback position means because when he was in Philadelphia, they had Nick Foles. Carson Wentz gets hurt. who was playing MVP ball, and they win a Super Bowl with uh, Nick Foles. So to go into this season banking on Zach Wilson to be QB2, you kind of got what you deserve. And look around the league. It's also an indictment on the coaching staff because Josh Dobbs in two places looked okay for a while in Arizona, looked fine uh, with the Vikings. Now, right, he's going to get benched, but at least you saw some good quarterback play at times from him. Jake Browning with Zach Taylor. Everyone likes to crap on Zach Taylor. Oh, he's nothing without Joe Burrow. Jake Browning looked like a really good quarterback the other night against the Jacksonville Jaguars. There have been Gardner Minshew. That guy should be a starter full-time somewhere next year. They're going to go back to Anthony Richardson after the season. But Gardner Minshew, with good coaching and Shane Steichen, has been really good this year for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, even the playoff game last year, when Mike McDaniel loses to Atunga Vailoa, right? Skylar Thompson almost won a game. Uh, Tyler Huntley, I know he fumbled the game away when he tried to be like Air Jordan jumping at the two, putting the football out there, and then it was uh, picked up and, and recovered for a touchdown. But they were in that game up against the Bengals. So it was just stupidity by the front office. And then also the, the coaching staff, Hackett, is not able to get anything out of Zach. So yeah, I think for his individual play and then also the locker room being like, Ugh, we got to go to this guy. Again, that's what makes him the worst quarterback of the NFL. Zach Wilson was asked today if the report was true that he was reluctant to play for the Jets when they asked him to be the starter again. Absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. I uh, I love the guys in this locker room, and I would do anything. And I think anytime you have an opportunity to step on this field, you need to take advantage of it. That doesn't really sound all that convincing. It's actually sad. Like, Zach Wilson's not an old guy. He's young. But it's almost like the old dog at this stage. Like, this dog is 17. You know the dog has seen its uh, better days. Now it's just a sad, mopey dog that's limping around, can't see. That's what Zach Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson is. Now going back out for the New York Jets this weekend. You know his career. You know his his tenure in New York is absolutely over. All righty. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, let me just talk about this tweet that I had earlier this morning. So yesterday we do the segment about transfer portal and all these big quarterbacks and where they could go. So I was just uh, in the tweeting mood last night. And I said, all right, also Dylan Gabriel to Oregon, Cam Ward to Ohio State, DJ Ungalay to Florida State, Riley Leonard to Notre Dame, and Kyle McCord to Nebraska. Now, all I did was say transfer portal predictions. My mentions have been crazy today. This thing's done like 150,000 views. I have uh, publications in Nebraska and Ohio State saying, CBS Sports Radio, Zach Gelb says that so-and-so's going here, so-and-so's going there. I'm like, they're just predictions, folks. That's it. They're predictions. Like, sometimes I make predictions that have insider information. This one has no insider information. These guys just hit the transfer portal. So I do find it funny that there's some websites and some fan bases, which they're loving me now based off some of the predictions, but then some, when these don't go the right way, what do you know? You idiot, you moron, you dope, you big fat dope. I was just making some predictions. 
But I think all five of those are some pretty damn good predictions, if I may say so myself. Like Dylan Gabriel going from Oklahoma to Oregon, that'd be wonderful. Cam Ward, zero-star recruit, then taking over the Ohio State. DJ Ungolay back in the ACC. Riley Leonard. Seems like a good fit for Notre Dame. And then Nebraska, oh, anyone they bring in. Can't be worse than what they had at the quarterback position, the three guys that they were trotting out at times this year. All righty, that's the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'll go get a plate of food at the company holiday party. Rub elbows, say hello to people, kiss babies. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Have a great night, everybody. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 